It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Joe Burrow has once again suffered a setback in training camp. Looks like a calf injury will cause Burrow to miss some time. That's the big story coming out of Bengals training camp, day number two. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. He covers the Bengals at allbengals.com and here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. And I'm here on Lockdown Bengals, where we have you covered every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. We come in every day, which means you don't miss a single episode of Lockdown Bengals or a first listener and or maybe do both. Those of you that make us your first listen every day, we really appreciate all of you and James, we're going to start on a bit of a downer note. There was some good news for the Bengals today as well in the form of a Trey Hendrickson extension. And we'll talk about what that means and what that means could be coming next later in the show. But obviously we're starting with Joe Burrow's injury rolling right after a play broke down relatively late in practice. Joe Burrow took a step with his right leg, the calf already in a compression sleeve. And when it was time for that right leg to come back down for his next step, he was pulling up as if something had gone wrong. There was an injury. We don't know the exact details of the injury, but reports on Thursday evening where the Joe Burrow has suffered a calf strain. That means that at least as of the time of recording, we've heard no indication that Achilles tendon is involved, nothing too severe, nothing too long-term. We don't know the severity of the calf strain if that diagnosis is indeed confirmed, but as of the time of recording, James, 
We're, we're under the impression that this is a calf strain for Burrow, which will cause him to miss some amount of time TBD. It's a calf strain. And so, uh, honestly, you can breathe a sigh of relief. I think that's where we start because a lot of people went to the nightmare scenarios and the doomsday scenarios, and I get it. I do. I mean, even, even me, the first thing, it's like, one, can this guy get a break and actually have a, a normal – off-season training right. camp, preseason. Uh, and then the second thing was, man, if it is that disaster scenario, what awful luck. Like, I went there right away as a Cincinnatian. Like, what awful luck. And, and that's the wrong way to think. I'm not really like that. I try not to be. I think that's – but but it went there. And so I think first things first, the Bengals avoided disaster here. We're not talking about season. We're not talking about months. We're not talking about – a year, depending on what injury you're thinking of there. And I'm not going to go into them, but that part of it's like, all right. So what are we talking about? You're right. It's a calf strain. And that means you're not going to see Joe Burrow this preseason. There is a 0.0% chance I will eat a 1,000 built Bars on camera if he plays in the preseason. It's just not going to happen and because you can't risk it now. And, and we can talk about him having that sleeve on. But it was just such a basic play. I watched him go much harder mm-hmm. in individual drills through the, the dummies today and, and just throwing, going through his warm-up, uh, planting right on that calf because I was like, why does he have that on? And so I wanted to watch him. And he was accelerating, stopping, starting. Like, there was no issue. And so the rollout play, it, it was even – honestly slower than that and, and i just think he wanted to roll out and make a throw and, and obviously pulled up lame and started hopping so it's um you really feel the impact of joe burrow when he goes down like that because i it was the story there's five or six television cameras outside of this room doing their stand-ups right now i mean it's uh it's wild down here at paycor right now but it, it does appear like the bengals avoided disaster and so from that aspect today is a a big sigh of relief it still sucks i hate that he's not going to be able to face live pass rush before he faces miles garrett and the browns but that's the reality we're looking at now is is joe burrow missing a, a substantial amount of training camp if not all of training camp and I, I like i said would be shocked if he played in the preseason even yeah. if he it is cleared to practice between now and the end sorry go ahead it's just a huge bummer that he's missing training camp again I think he's a guy that really benefits from getting those live reps in. There's a reason that he was scrambling on that play is because you treat when it, when a play breaks down in training camp, when you're practicing, you treat it as if it's a real play and he's doing what he does. He's trying to extend the play, get mm-hmm. outside the pocket and and find a way to make a big play out of that or, or at least gain positive yards in that situation. And it, it's just, we've been talking about it for days and every time I'm, knocking on wood and, and pausing so that everyone can hear me audibly doing that to, when we talk about is he, is he finally going to have that healthy training camp and again we're, we're going to be deprived of at least some period of time of Joe Burrow in practice which is pretty pretty miserable news you're right there's a sigh of relief but generally speaking like day two of camp it's a hot day he's wearing the sleeve he injures the the muscle that appears to be you know some sort of treatment applied to going into the practice and it's just 
can he just catch a break? You're, you and I were on the same page there. My first thought was, man, can this guy catch a break and mm-hmm. just have a normal training camp? Yeah, just- I, I would love to see it because I think he would be that much better. I do think there is value in it. That, like, there's a reason for years that quarterbacks wanted to be out there. Tom Brady wanted to be out there, wanted those reps. He wants those reps. And he wasn't going to get many anyways. Like, does it matter a ton? It may matter in the first half against Cleveland. And I think that's where we need to go is, will he be out there? I think that's the question now. When will he be back? Will he be 100% when he has Mm -hmm. to face Miles Garrett and face a pretty darn good, at least on paper, pass rush for the Browns? I think that's a, a real question. At least he'll be able to lift and eat normally compared to last year when he missed time with the appendix. Like, at least there's not an inherent, oh, you're going to lose 10 pounds because you can't eat food because you've had an open uh, abdomen surgery affecting your digestive tract and you can't lift because you're on bed rest for a few days. Like, he can still do some things. I'm sure that he's going to get all the best treatment possible and go through all the best rehab stuff that's available to him, but... Sam Hubbard talked about his experience with a calf strain last year. He missed a couple of games. Hopefully that's all it is, right, is, is that it's just a couple of weeks. That, that would be, I think, probably best case is that it's a very mild calf strain and, and that he heals quickly and, and gets back on the field sooner than later. But we, we don't know the severity of the calf strain yet, like I mentioned, and these injuries have a wide range of, of recovery timeframes depending on that severity. Yeah, they do. And um, the the thing is, is you can reactivate them pretty easy. It's a soft tissue injury. It's much like a, a hamstring. It's easy to, right. to, to paint, paint the two together. Um, so that, that's why I, I rule out preseason. Like even if, even if he's feels really good in two weeks, okay. You, you're throwing him out there against Atlanta the next week. You, you're suiting him up yeah. in that final preseason game. Like I just, I just can't see it. And so we're just over six weeks away from the start of the regular season. So Hopefully he gets plenty of valuable reps in, but like I don't think he's playing against the Packers like in in the the joint practice. Like I I just don't, and that that really stinks. That that's also like less than two weeks away, right? Or maybe it's yeah. about two weeks, ten days away, something like that. Because it's when I'm in Cincinnati, so can't be that far away. I'm I'm there next week, so it, it's it's a shame. Hopefully he gets better quickly. When we have more information about this injury, of course we will. We will cover it. We'll let people know that's the most up-to-date information that we have at this point in time. Uh, The only other injury note before we talk about Trey Hendricks' extension and and other uh, training camp day two takeaways, which we'll get to, is uh, Terrell Basham also left the field with, looks like an ankle, I think. It It was another lower leg injury where he was carted off, and so we'll see what's going on with Basham as well. But there was some good news. And we will get to some of the good news that happened today and and what it means because Trey Hendrickson signed a one-year extension. We have scant details, but some details available about what that extension looks like for Trey Hendrickson and what that might mean for some of the other extensions the Cincinnati Bengals are working on here this summer. We'll get into that conversation coming up next. 
Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked up for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And when top-tier quarterbacks are off the board in fantasy football drafts in 2023. There's another line of luxury passers and runners who are guaranteed to fit your lineups every week. Driving a sleeker Jaguars offense that now features wide receiver Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence has top five scoring upside as a QB want. Expect Lawrence to keep living up to his immense arm and athletic talent to cruise to production that builds off his hot finish to last season. Vinny Iyer, from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll Make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating to your ride that needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Let's get to some good news on a day that is challenging for Bengals fans in many ways. Trey Hendrickson signing a one-year extension with the team kind of caught me by surprise today, James. Mm -hmm. If I'm being totally honest with you, not the TH initial player that we had been discussing as, as an extension candidate. In fact, it's not too long ago that some, and also on this podcast, we discussed the, the possibility that Trey Henderson could be a future cap casualty next year. I didn't think that was very likely, and apparently the Bengals agreed and, and have agreed with Trey Hendrickson to a one-year extension. We don't have the full details, the, the exact precise details of this detail available of this deal available yet, but we do have some information about it at this point. And honestly, this is more of a quote unquote traditional restructure, even though there's an extension attached to it, than Joe Mixon's quote unquote restructured deal was at least very likely. There's some signing bonus involved here. And probably what's happened is they've taken Trey Hendrickson's salary for this year, converted it to signing bonus to save uh, by Andre Perota's estimation, roughly $4 million if they chose to do that against the cap this year at the expense of some cap in future years where Trey Henderson's cap number will go up next year and obviously will exist now in two years because they'll still be under contract on the one-year extension. So big implications here, but let's first, James, I've been talking for a minute in a row. What, what's your ta initial takeaway on, on the Trey Henderson extension? Two takeaways. First one, the Bengals marry Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard together. Obviously, they believe that Trey Hendrickson is a high-end pass rusher when they got him. They were ecstatic about his ability to get to the quarterback. He has 22 sacks 
in his first two seasons, back-to-back Pro Bowls. So you keep a guy probably for the rest of his prime with this deal. And you marry Hendrickson and Hubbard. They're both under contract through 2025. So that's the first thing. You keep an elite pass rusher. Second thing is, is you mentioned it, $4 bucks in cap space. You knew when this came out that it was going to lower his current cap number. And, and that was kind of something that we expected to be baked in. And, and the reason that is so significant is because it gives them more flexibility. It's like the Bengals front office is doing doing yoga right now, Jake. Shout out to you, yoga instructor, because th- that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to get more flexibility for who? Well, obviously, Joe Burrow is still getting paid. I know some have asked about that. That man is still getting paid. This does not change that one bit. T. Higgins is obviously on the docket. Logan Wilson is on the docket. And so, yeah, I think that uh, this just gives them more money to play with, more flexibility as they try to swim with the big fishes and get a lot of these big contracts done, mainly Burrow and Higgins, but certainly Wilson is on the list as well. You know what eats big fishes? Maybe. I don't know what tigers actually eat. Bengal tigers. They're big enough. And they're playing the dolphins. Yeah. Are are the dolphins a fish? I I think. They're mammal. I don't know. The one-year extension. Is there a fish mascot in the NFL? Who am I missing? Is there one? There's got to be one, right? There's marlins, but that's baseball. Yeah. Okay. The, well, the uh, details we do the best, the best chance, the best yeah. chance of me saying it was dolphins. It was the right one to use. Go ahead. The details we do have about what the details. Tra- I just want to keep interrupting you. Extension okay. are one year, obviously adds one year to the deal. He'll turn 31 in that additional year of the deal. And so they'll have him for th- through his age 31 season, essentially. He will get $21 million in new money, $5 million of that very likely, uh, a signing bonus that it will be a cash raise for him in 2023, plus additional $16 million very likely in that, a salary in 2025. 2024 remains unchanged, and if they do convert his salary this year to signing bonus along with the $5 million signing bonus that we're assuming – is the new money for 2023. That means you're going to see cap hits for Trey Hendrickson in the next few years be quite high. I think it's going to be around $20 million for cap hits for Trey Hendrickson for the remainder of his contract. So that is something that we'll have to see how exactly they've structured the future of the deal, if there are any base reductions in 2024 or not, if they've done anything to massage the future cap here. But at least for this year, very, very likely. And, and perhaps by the time you're listening to this, we've had uh, full details come out and, and we can talk about, talk about it a little bit more. Looks like a restructure in a lot of ways, James, in, in that they've taken base salary very likely and spread it across the next couple of years here to create space in 2024, 2023, sorry. And well, why would they do that? Dot GIF uh, that, that you shared earlier today uh, there, there's a pretty there's a pretty simple answer it has to do with t higgins the the details around that just to keep using that word probably have to do with a really big signing bonus coming for t higgins and joe burrow and they need space in 2023 to make that work but this to me seems like a pretty clear sign and maybe it's unrelated but seems pretty clearly related to t higgins future in cincinnati yeah i agree i think they're giving themselves enough flexibility to where they can use the cap space this year to lower those numbers a bit 
in the future. So when they do go to pay Jamar, when they do try to keep insert whoever, that they're still able to do so. And, and I do want to hit on one other thing because I think a lot of our listeners have probably heard that. DJ Reader, I'm not convinced DJ Reader is, is a, an extension candidate. I, I don't think... I don't know. I think there's a path, I guess, but I, I also think that there's a scenario where the Bengals are looking at him and they're like, all right, let's, let's let him play this season out, see if he can stay healthy. And then we'll kind of evaluate it from there. I don't it's know. It's really if hard be... with him having pending free agency. He, yeah, he has no I, motivation to take an extension right now, unless there's a um, lot of unless guarantees. it's, unless it's a bar, like a, a great deal for him, which guess what? If it's that deal, why would the Bengals do that when they need to see if he can stay healthy for a full season? And be dominant for a full season, like that's that's what they would say, and uh, and so uh, we'll see. But I, I don't think that that is is imminent, and I'm much more confident mm-hmm. that a, a T deal, that a Logan deal, that those could get done. The the most similar thing to a Trey Hendrickson extension, the other guy that's in that same situation who we Mike haven't Hilton. talked about as all as an extension candidate is Mike Hilton. He also has two years left on his deal. There's also money that they could convert to signing bonus there if they choose to try to get one more year out of it. And it's so rare, uh, as some cap experts have pointed out, for four-year contracts to see extensions and and for Mm -hmm. those players to see the life of those deals. And also, I believe, I was talking to Brad Spielberger about this on Twitter, I believe this is the first time the Bengals have extended a player two years early in the current CBA. It is. Since and, 2011, correct. Yes. And Carson Palmer, they, they obviously extended him as early as they possibly could, a different CBA. Uh, and, and the last note on this for me, James, is that when you look at and that who's was a under, rookie deal, too. That was still right, a rookie deal. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the last note for me here is when you look at the Bengals under contract in 2025 now that are part of this Bengals core, Trey Hendrickson now, along with Orlando Brown, Sam Hubbard, who you mentioned, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson now, both through 2025. Alex Kappa, Jermaine Pratt, all of the 2022 and 2023 rookies. So that's Dax Hill's class in this most recent draft class. They're very, very likely, like 99.9% likely to 100% likely to add Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And then I think that the odds of T. Higgins being part of that 2025 year just went up today. And then you could say, you know, maybe Logan Wilson, maybe Mike Hilton, maybe some of these other guys as well. Uh, But that's a pretty strong set of players under contract. For, for 2025, just looking at extending the window, I think, and extending the window with some of your core. And, and so that is something that is potentially exciting because it gives you flexibility in the short term as well. Training camp practice did occur today, James. Some other takeaways we should make sure we talk about just before we get out of here because there was a practice that we haven't talked about hardly at all yet. So we'll finish the show there coming up next. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Let's start with a guy who I think there's at least a scenario where he could be part of the the replacement for Mike Hilton long-term. DJ Turner stood out to me again today. Multiple pass breakups. You see the quickness, the athleticism. I think the thing that I, I loved was the ball tracking and skills last uh, last practice on Wednesday, back shoulder, had no problem defending it, had no problem again today downfield, not losing the ball, being able to get his head around, all of those things that you want in a corner. So I've been really impressed with him. And by the way, I'm not saying he's replacing Mike Hilton. I'm just saying that uh, if you have a DJ Turner, you have a Dax, like you have guys that are young on rookie deals that could theoretically long-term play the slot if you need them to. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I've been really impressed with Turner through two practices. Yeah, he's stood out in a big way. And when you've got Cheeto coming back from injury, Sidney Jones still taking reps with the ones, will Cheeto get – well, well uh, DJ Turner start to get an opportunity with the ones as Cheeto continues to work his way back will be something interesting to watch. Will he get his chances to go more against those top three Bengals receivers who are so good – I mean, it's great that he's getting reps against Kwame Lasseter and breaking up passes and, and Stanley Morgan Jr. and Andre Yosevash and these guys, but uh, getting some reps against Jamar Chase is a different beast. And uh, th- that's something that's exciting to watch. What's what's the update on right tackle? Is there a rotation happening there? I saw at least the, the play where Joe Burrow ended up getting getting hurt rolling out. It looked like Jackson Carmen was a right tackle. Yeah, so – they're rotating for sure, and it was rotating days because it was completely flipped, and you saw Jackson Carmen uh, playing that right tackle spot. Jonah was still out there, which is good because I was curious how they would react with Jonah's knee. Yeah, and can he go back to back days? Would they do that early in camp? And obviously, uh, he was able to, which is a good sign because it's really, really hot, and he needs those reps at right tackle. I- I'm not going to shy away here. I think Jonah is going to be the starting right tackle. I also like that they're they're making him earn it a bit, so to speak, and, and making him play with multiple units. But yeah, Jonah was out there and uh and Jackson was with the one. And and I thought Jackson was fine too, you know, but um still think Jonah's the, the favorite there. As I said yesterday, when there are no pads on early in training camp is the best time to evaluate offensive linemen. So what we've learned through two days is that the Bengals have two starting right tackles. They've been, they've been I, fun. I think um, I think the line's going to be good. I do. I, I know what a bad bad line looks like without yeah. pads. You know, I just I really I, I think I'm an expert at that. And so it, they, they haven't looked that way. I, I think uh, no scuffles today, by the way, which is certainly a step in the right direction. Trey Hendrickson looked like he got the worst for wear of of that one. We didn't talk much about the scuffle, but there was a scuffle between Orlando Brown Jr. and Trey Hendrickson on Wednesday. And uh, the Bengals felt so bad that they decided to give Trey Hendrickson an extra year. So, um, and obviously I'm a stand-up comedian, but you know. Him having to take that photo with those marks on his neck is uh, Uh, some some football stuff right there. I was told he wanted those marks in the picture. I'm sure. I mean, you could have easily covered them up, but but he he also said it was. I was told he wanted them. He said in the locker room uh, on, on Thursday that that was actually from his teammates holding him back. He thinks it was his jersey getting pulled tight around his neck that left those marks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think Brown did that. Like, no, I, I agree. It just happened because of that. And that would make sense. Yeah. The, like, because the, of the force of being pulled back. 
I didn't think that Brown like clawed him. I guess yeah. some may have thought that he's not Wolverine. All right. Well, he's, yeah. I, I honestly, I hope Joe Burrow's Wolverine so he can heal very fast and go yeah. throw footballs by the time you're that in would, town. That would be ideal. I would, I would like to see Joe Burrow in training camp. That would be, that'd be great. Not on the golf cart. Ideally. I, I really, I, I hate to, to speculate too much on this. I wonder what was going on with that calf sleeve. It was noticeable. He wasn't wearing it yesterday. We don't need to go too far into that. Like, like I said, like we've said, I'm going to ask you, do you think he should have been practicing? Do you? Yes or no? I mean, we don't know. I don't know if, if he had, if he had tweaked it and he was trying to push through it, then no, because it's day two and it's incredibly hot. But what I could very easily imagine happened is like, if that is the case, and this is highly speculative, so probably not much of this has happened. This is just making up a scenario to be entirely clear. You could very easily imagine that if Joe Burrow was trying to fight through something that he was lobbying to be on the field and get those reps. And even if the coaching staff wanted to sit him down, he's, he's fighting to be on the field. I think he was just sore. Could could be that, and that's what but Zach like, Taylor like, said, right? Like not a not a str- like the same way you're sore when you go out there and you, I don't know, play tackle football for the first time in ten years, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god! Like I know they weren't tackling, but you get sore when you do football movements when you haven't done them in a while, mm-hmm. and even though you go through drills and he's thrown and stuff, it's still different to live bullet it and and avoid the pass rush and move and stuff. It's just different. Yeah, And uh, I know players after yesterday's practice were saying that, uh, specifically some offensive linemen. And it's different for offensive line, but it's also the same. So I bet that was it is he was like, oh, no, it's fine. Because, again, I watched him explode off of that leg, explode. Mm-hmm. Like the fastest I've seen to the corner, throw it, bam. And I was like. I, I had these reports today, these radio reports, and I was literally at the, the three o'clock report. I'm like, man, he looks so damn good. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just awesome. I raved about him yesterday. It was one of my big takeaways. I was like, how good he looked and, and pretty damn good because he did. That's how he practiced. So I think he was fine. I don't think there was anything lingering. Yeah. I, I think it was almost a precautionary thing. And then today he happened to pull his calf. That's that's uh that's hot summer training camp stuff. There there are a lot of lower leg. It was hot. It was hot, hot, a, hot, a, hot. a lot of leg injuries this time of year. A lot of soft tissue issues injuries this time of year. That's why you see Adam Schefter's tweet about you know the head coach. He's like, I hate the first two weeks of preseason, and they need to do something different for the ramp up period and all this stuff. But also, as we've been recording, multiple. Uh, national reporters, including Diana Rossini and Albert Breer, have reiterated the calf strain diagnosis. So in case you were nervous that it was only us, there, there's multiple, not that you should ever doubt us. James is literally in the locker room talking to various people there. Uh, multiple reports that it is a calf strain, so hopefully hopefully he's back soon. And by all accounts, he's having another really good practice. Jamar Chase featured a little bit more today from, from what I understand, James. Is that true? Touchdown, Jamar Chase. He was doing the gritty on Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah, Cam Taylor Britt got beat for a 60-yard CD. It was, uh, oh, boy. That's what happened. yesterday when, uh, and Jamar today. When, when you miss a jam on those guys and you have single high, uh, that, that's how touchdowns happen. Think back to a couple of years ago. That's how a lot of Jamar Chase's touchdowns happened. And I, I guess – 
Closing thoughts? You got the thumbs up from Joe Burrow as he was going off the field. So let's just keep that in mind. I think he's okay. okay. We'll be back Sunday. There will be two more training camp practices between now and then. There may or may not be some extensions. We didn't have time to talk about this. If there's breaking stuff, we'll have you covered, by the way, just to be clear. I'm sure you would have said it, but, you know. We will. And and one thing that we didn't have time to go into in detail today is the fifth day after training camp starts, which is Saturday, correct? Am I, am I doing that right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? No, nope, Sunday. that's Sunday. So Sunday Monday. or Saturday, there's a roster bonus due. Five days after, I believe, training camp starts, there's a roster bonus due to Joe Burrow. And that, uh, who was it? It was, a, it was a national reporter who was in – LA covering the chargers. And he, he's the one that brought this up. And then I talked to Andre Parada about it uh, on Twitter. And if the Bengals want to use that as Jonathan Jones, who, who reported this, if the Bengals want to take that roster bonus and put it into the signing bonus to spread the cap hit out for Joe Burrow, that roster bonus is due on the fifth day after the start of training camp, which is Sunday. So if the Bengals want to do anything to, to make that money flexible and not have that roster bonus count entirely in this year, they want to start to prorate it like they can with the rest of the signing bonus and the rest of the salary. That could serve as something of a deadline for, for Joe Burrow's extension. I'm not saying that they're definitely going to get it done before Sunday, but when you read between the lines there, and that was a a good shout from Jonathan Jones and somebody, somebody sent me that tweet and I'd have to go way back in my replies to find it. But thank you for sending me this. Uh, That is a good catch that, that could be, something that we're keeping an eye on this weekend. So we'll have you covered if that happens. Otherwise, we're back after two more practices. We'll hopefully get some more information about Joe Burrow's injury. We'll get to see a couple more training camp practices and see who's who's playing well. And we'll be back Sunday for all of that if nothing breaks before then. Until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.